Okay, I'm going to have to fix that shit. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian and Jason, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Let's get started. So I want to do a little thought experiment to open up the show, Jason. Awesome. All right. So I want you to close your eyes. Eyes are closed. Follow me on this. Following. So you're sitting there in Chicago, right? And let's say you you own a nice little condo there. Okay. It's a nice two-bedroom. You've got a nice little setup. One of the bedrooms, that's, that's your office slash podcast empire studio. A nice little bedroom where you have all your blue light gizmos that help you sleep. And you got, you got your auto blow two in the drawer there, kind of hidden away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let, let's focus on your living room, okay? Okay. So, do, so, I, do, I, do I get a view of the lake? You have a view of the lake. Of course you do. Okay, just making sure. And, and you spent a lot of time on your living room, a lot of effort, and frankly, a lot of money. I mean, you've made your living room your damn living room. You love your living room. It's tasteful. It's super comfortable furniture. You've got tchotchkes from all your travels in there. Let's say you got, you've got your signed, your Kung Fu is the best posters from all the various celebrities you've worked for. You've got your old school camera equipment sitting around. Your, your living room is almost a near perfect reflection of you. Okay. You may own one or two pieces of Ikea stuff. But still, they're ones that you picked out, and they perfectly work, like the flingle-bangle ottoman that you got sitting in the corner there. It works with your overall aesthetic, right? Okay, I'm with you. People that see a photo of your living room, they'd go, that's got to be Jason's. Look at it. It's Jason. You take pride in it, and you're comfortable. You're with me so far? I am totally with you. Okay, great. So let's say it's the third day of Riot Fest, and, and you're pissed off the cure isn't giving a photo passes, so you text me incessantly about it. And I, but you finally decide to listen to me, and you just go and enjoy the show. You're getting ready to leave, you grab your keys, you take one last look at your living room, and you're like, wow, God, I really love this room. Now, this is where weird shit starts to happen. You're out at Riot Fest, but you've also installed the IKEA Stop em from getting in door lock, right? Yep. And while you're out at Riot Fest, Sven from IKEA comes over to your place, and he uses the IKEA master key to let himself in. I bet you didn't know he could do that, but you didn't read IKEA's EULA, or the EULA, as it the were. The EULA. Because if you had read that, you would have seen the little bit of code in there that says Ikea actually owns everything. So it gets even a little weirder now. Not only did Sven let himself in, he also decided to put in an Ikea Billy bookcase. And he left you a little note saying, hey, I hope you enjoy the bookcase. It's a free gift from Ikea. The problem with the bookcase is it doesn't fit in with your living room at all. You've got nothing against Ikea. You have no real strong opinions about the Billy bookcase, other than it doesn't really work with your living room. It was nice of them to give you a gift, but frankly, you don't want it. It doesn't work. It breaks the harmony. It's an eyesore. Now you actually have to burn some calories to get rid of this damn unwanted thing. Now maybe people can understand how creepy it is for Apple, I mean Ikea, to break into your private areas and install you too. I mean a Billy bookcase. I'm with you on that. I do feel violated. <laughs> it's I feel been, extraordinarily violated. It's been amazing how many people I've gotten into arguments about this with and, and how they just – the arguments basically break down to – it's a free gift, what's the big deal, or just delete it. But I think it's more than that. And yes, they have the right to do it, as we'll discuss in a little bit, but I think it's still pretty fucked up. I have to agree with you. Yeah, it was a very good uh, thought experiment. Bravo. Well, thank you very much. Now I need to go get a condo because I really like my, my new living room. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I just, uh, I was, I've been thinking about it endlessly as I've gotten in more and more arguments with people about it. And I was trying to like, I had to really take it to the physical to explain the level of, of things that's going on. Now, obviously that's, that's in no way, shape or form a perfect analogy. A better one would be like, say, you know, you've got your DVR from Time Warner Cable or, or Comcast or whatever. And don't think for a second, this isn't going to happen people because now that this has gone out there and kind of it's happened. It's in. It's in. It's out in the universe now. Uh, don't think for a second that like something on your DVR isn't just going to pop up a- as a promotion now. So you've got your DVR recordings, all the shows that you record, and and pretty soon there's going to be a little starred recording of the new girl because there's a, because ABC decided to pay for it and pop it in through Time Warner or whatever. <sighs> yeah, I can see. I can see that happening. It's a. It's a reverse. It's a reverse situation though. Because Apple actually paid a hundred million dollars to the band, instead of you know Comcast would not pay for the yeah. program. But it, I can see it working in reverse. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I just wanted to play that little thought experiment because people are just telling me to shut up and stop whining about it. But I think it's actually I think it's an important thing that that's happened and it needs to be discussed. And I'm really happy to see that there is a lot of backlash that's coming out about it now. Yeah, very good point, sir. Very good point. Well, thank you very much. I felt it was creepy from day one. Gotten a lot of arguments about it, and uh, apparently the tide has turned in the last week. I, I you know, don't want to spend more than seven thousand minutes on this thing, but I do want to talk about it a lot because I think it is kind of a watershed event. Um, and I think that uh, with any luck, just because there is such a backlash, we won't see too many more of these things happening. Uh, I saw that U2's manager replied if, to the backlash: "If if you don't like the damn album, just delete it." <laughs> yeah, he missed the point that we, we, we didn't need it to begin with. So. Yeah, and uh, just a quick point there. The, the U2's manager is now Guy O'Siri. It's not, it's not the old manager that had been uh, managing them for ages and ages. And Guy O'Siri is uh, a big deal in the music industry, and he's certainly trying to make his mark. And I think this was something that he thought was going to be like his big, big thing, his calling card moving forward. And I think he's more than a little pissed off that uh, people didn't share his joy. <laughs> well, he will be he will be remembered for it. Yes, he will be remembered, not in the way that he intended to, I'm sure, but Guy Osiri will land on his feet as he always does. Uh Apple then came out with a with a with a tool to remove the U2 album uh because deleting apparently is too hard for a lot of people, but they made it easier. So, this is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 over now. It's done. Yeah. It's, you know, we can take it off. <laughs> I never got it. That's the funny part. I have my settings set up so well that I never saw a damn thing. The only albums that I have of U2s are the ones that I want. Yeah, me too as well. I've got uh, I've got a number of U2 albums. I, I've never uh, – when I was doing these arguments with people, it was like, well, why are you picking on U2? I'm like, I'm not. I, I have some U2 albums. I just don't want this one. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, Apple, this was basically a $100 million foobar. Yeah, it was a it was a big foobar. Um, just uh, there are a few other articles. Most of them will be in our show notes. I just want to share a title: um, "Apple will allow ingrate public to return the sacred gift of U two. That was my per- <laughs> that was my personal favorite title of an article about it. Uh, and again, it's it's um, you know I just think in that particular article there was there was one line that I agree with, and that was my feeling from day one. It's a creepy precedent. That's what I worry about. And thankfully, there was this backlash because. I don't want it to, this to become a precedent. I don't want the upcoming gifts of, of One Direction and Kanye showing up in my library either. Well, Kanye, <laughs> you adorable little scamp, you. Yeah. So uh, it's come and gone. It was a big blunder, and uh, there we are. 
Yeah, and yesterday I spent a couple hours going through every damn Apple EULA to pull out the <laughs> the offending paragraphs. Yeah. And, you know, in the end of the day, yes, we have agreed to it. They can do it. They yeah. Do it, but that, they can. That was, a, that was again, the, the last remaining argument from everybody that I was talking about, which is read the EULA, dude. And, yeah, of course. I mean, all EULAs have this in it, but uh, we shouldn't. And maybe this will bring more light to that as well, because uh, you and I did kind of go over both both uh, the iTunes Store EULA and the iTunes EULA. And there isn't anything specific that says we are allowed to give you content, but there is the blanket, you know, we Apple reserves the right to modify, suspend, discontinue, blah, 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 basically to do whatever the hell they want. And it's yes. in there and we all agree to it. <laughs> yeah, The right to modify change anything that we want yeah. is is their exclusive right but so, that doesn't make it okay and uh, we know that you know this stuff of all the stuff ended up in eulas because nobody wants to get sued we just kind of have an unspoken agreement that they're not going to act upon these sorts of things okay so i want to know does apple always fail in threes because they they screwed up the keynote mm -hmm. completely yeah the, the youtube giveaway was a an uh unprecedented failure yeah and the pre-sale launch of the iPhone 6 was one of the worst things that ever happened for – I mean they sold out, but the, the website never updated. Right. My roommate was there till 3 o'clock and never – of course he didn't follow my advice that I said a week before is get the app. That's what but, everybody seems to say. If you want to do – if you ever want to do a pre-order when Apple's having one of these massive events, you should use the app, correct? Always okay. use the app. And now since we've told everybody to use the app, the website will work again. <laughs> so <laughs> – so, I mean, this is, you know, well, I, I'm, I think I'm, an unprecedented failure on three major counts for one of their biggest launches. So are they just like – are they getting incompetent right. or are they, are they trying to set the bar low enough that when the iPhone 6 comes out, if there's anything wrong like antenna gate, that people just expect it now because they're screwing up so much? Well, I think there's a certain element of that in, in that you know if you come off as perfect and then people just start to expect perfection all the time and then they start to pick apart things when, when they don't work. Uh, but I also just think there's, there's just a shit ton more people now that are into this you know the the first time around with the iphone yeah a lot of nerds were into it but now everyone is into it and, and the bar of getting getting onto this and doing a pre-order is much lower they make it a lot easier now i think they were just overwhelmed and, and nothing would have helped with that yeah we'll see i uh i didn't get one i am saving my money <laughs> Uh, did you? No, no. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm locked into the stupid uh, American way of doing things, which is, you know, um, uh, your your service provider basically uh, funds funds your phones, so you don't have to buy them outright. And I'm on a different track. I'm, I'm not up for an upgrade for another year. So, and my iPhone five is working fine, and you know, and uh, iOS eight installed great, and it actually seems to even be running a little bit faster, and the battery life seems to be a little bit better. Uh, my phone is completely fine. I'm sure I, I'll be a little bit bummed out that I won't be able to try out Apple Pay when that starts to roll out. But in a year, they'll have sorted out all the kinks, one would hope, and I'll be ready to go. Yeah, I like the S-Track. I think I'm going to stay on the S-Track. Right. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I think it's, it's, it's nice. So I don't, I don't want to have the first, uh, first iterations of things anymore. And yeah, it's so weird. I, I ran across this when I was you know, looking at the page, and I'm like, oh, I got to get it, got to get it. And then <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I have done this so many times now, and I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to spend a ton of money. It would have cost me 675 bucks to get the phone that I wanted to buy out my subsidy. Right. And then I would have been on the, the regular track. It would have been another two years where I had to pay again. And I just don't have the – I don't have that 
techno lust like I used to have when I was a kid because I've done this so many times. And I know that in a week after I get that phone, it's just going to be normal again. And uh, it's, you know, everything will wear off. The, the joy of having the new phone will wear off because everybody's going to have it. Now, like you said, everybody's on the, the, the Apple bandwagon. And I'm like, eh, I, it's not special to me anymore. So I don't feel the need to shell out that money, which I could, that I could go spend on something more fun, an experience instead of a phone that does the same shit that my phone does now. Well, I'm very proud of you, Jason. I, I'm shocked and proud of you. you, <laughs> I, I, are you maybe we'll both get Androids. No, don't go that far. <laughs> don't go that far. Yeah, no. That that uh, you know, twelve hundred dollars I have invested in the uh, app ecosystem of apps that I don't use at all anymore. But yeah. it's that it's that yeah. sunk cost, you know, that you can't get get it rid of. And I you know I do like my I, I've got an iPad, so I don't need the you know the Jenny Craig phone or the <laughs> the Lane Bryant phone. Sorry, the plus sized. <laughs> so I'm sticking with my my little phone and my big iPad and my big computer. All right. Well, there That's we are. Think about that. <laughs> so, I wanted to follow up a little bit. We talked about uh, Bikram Arlington last week and and their massive nine eleven social media faux pas. Um, I went back to kind of take a look to see if they had done any correct damage control, which I think you and I both agree would be to apologize, move on, as nothing happened. Uh, they didn't. They completely nuked their entire Twitter account. <laughs> downward facing step on your own dick. <laughs> yes, but they did keep their Facebook page and uh, they turned off the ability to post there. So somebody kind of knows what they're doing, but they do have a review option on their page and uh, that there's more than a few, you're fucking idiot reviews. <laughs> Oopsies. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, this is not new. People no. are stupid. People are stupid on social media. Oh, newsflash. I know. I, again, everyone, it, it, you're going to fuck up at some point on social media, even if you're just you, like not a business. You're going to post something stupid because you were drunk or you just had one of those moments. We all have them. And uh, the way that you get past it is you apologize and move on business as usual. You do not delete your account. You do not get off Facebook. You do not do any of that. You just move on. Yeah, mea culpa, move on. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. You made it to San Francisco, I take I, it. I did go up to San Francisco. And uh, – and, like, and, and, uh, Yes, you did. You do the Uber. Did I, you do the Uber? I left my Uber Cherry in San Francisco. And how was it? It was fine. Um, you know, whatever. I got picked up by a Prius <laughs> the first oh, time. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was a little disappointing. Uh, the second time I had to deal with uh, surge pricing, which I'm not a fan of, uh, but it was a nicer car. He did take me to the wrong hotel. Um, so I wasn't too thrilled about that. And then he took me to then the correct hotel because there are two by the airport. And I said south of airport and he took me to north of airport. Uh, but we got there eventually. Um, pluses for Uber. I, I love not talking. They don't talk. No, they don't. That's which, the best part. <laughs> which is fantastic. And I love the complete lack of interaction that's required. He, you know, they show up, they pick you up, you see it on your app, and then you just get out of the car. No tipping, no nothing. I hate not knowing what I'm paying. I hate uh, the company. I hate their their philosophies. <laughs> I hate what they're doing as a business. And I find it uh, – this is, uh, again, as much as I argued with, with folks about uh, the U2 thing and, and iPhone, um, I've been in a lot of arguments about Uber as well. And I – you know <sighs> – I have problems philosophically with them. I Luckily, here in L.A. I, and in the part of L.A. that I live in, I don't need cabs very often, so I will not be continuing to support Uber. Um, I just think it's, it's – uh, the arguments come down to, you know, 
they're cheaper. Well, they're only cheaper because it's it's a business practice to try to drive up market share and drive other people out of business. And once they have achieved that market share, they will not be cheaper anymore. Their prices will range. It is a short term strategy that you are employing to to defend your use of Uber. Um, well, here's the deal. Uber's always been more expensive. Right. Always. And not, that not was currently. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. When they first started in San Francisco, they were like 10% more than a cab fare. Mm-hmm. And the tip was integrated into it. And you got your free bottle of water all the time. But the thing about it in San Francisco when it started was it was so damn hard to get a cab. They came as a godsend. It's right. like, okay, I can press a button and I get a cab. That will show up. No cab company in San Francisco ever showed up when they said they were going to. The only one that came close was Luxor. And even they started to get overwhelmed because there's just too many people, too few cabs, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get that. Um, I, by the way, I didn't know I was supposed to get a free bottle of water. I didn't get water on either of my cabs. Oh, that's bullshit. If so, they took away the free bottle of water, I'm going to be pissed. Maybe I have to ask for it now. I don't know. But I did not get a bottle of water. I, I just uh, – I have issues with, with Uber's business practices. I have issues with the way they treat their no longer employees. Now they're just contractors. Um, I think it's predatory pricing that they're doing to run other people out of business. We know there's a lot of regulatory issues. Uh, I love the concept and and I agree. Like I argued about this with a really good, very smart friend of mine. And I love the fact that they, they're bringing in competition and they're making taxi companies, which are absolutely horrible, step up their game a little bit. Uh, but uh, really the only plus for Uber for me is, is the app and any transportation company can can mimic that yep well i'm gonna try them first thing tomorrow when i land in san francisco <laughs> and see if they're uh as good as they used to be you, you let me know if you get that water because i'm gonna be retroactively pissed <laughs> i will definitely <laughs> so since we recorded a little bit early last week which we actually are doing again this week yes we we missed the uh the finale of TechCrunch disrupt <laughs> and, oh, oh no i thought i yes. saw th- i saw that i thought i saw that on silicon valley's last episode Oh, wait, that wasn't real? (laughs) Not quite. So I had tip to uh, Andreas Krohn, who uh, pointed this out to us. Uh, The the winner of the TechCrunch Disrupt was basically Uber for butlers, which is just so stupid. I I was reading this basically as I was flying into San Fran, and I was just like, I'm going to land in the most stuck-up-their-own-ass city in the world. This is ridiculous. This is... I can't. Oh my god! They got they got fifty grand for this. Well, <laughs> yeah, they they got fifty grand, which is not a particularly large amount of money. So there's only at least they're not being funded at the millions and valued at the billions for this. All yet. It, yeah, yet all it does is connect you to. It's basically Ubering uh, people. It's it's getting you servants that you don't have to speak to or tip. Here's the thing, though. It is it is a thousand percent more functional than Yo. <laughs> So, well, what at least you get something out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. But yo is valued <laughs> no, more. Actually, what this is like is like, yo, bitch, clean my room. <laughs> pretty much. It. Pretty much. It's a dumb, dumb, dumb concept. But hey, they got some money. So I saw a cool article from uh, my man Clay Shirky who posted on Medium. <laughs> <sighs> um, why I just asked my students to put their laptops away. Okay. Have you read this article? Uh, no, I saw that you put it in there. I meant to read it, and then I laughed at the fact that it was on Medium, and then I forgot to read it. Okay, so he makes the case that it's unfair to other students who want to pay attention because people using their laptop, there is splash damage of attention deficit. That right. was the, like the, the key tipping point. There are a bunch of other reasons that he mm-hmm. states that are really good and well thought out because he is Clay Shirky and one of the best thinkers when it comes to this stuff. Right. 
And the one that tipped him over the edge really was it's like, okay, if I'm sitting next to you in a class, you have your laptop open. Mm -hmm. I'm distracted by it, which means I'm not getting as much out of the class as I could be. Right. So it's like secondhand. It's secondhand distraction. Yeah, I I totally get that and understand that. I mean, just even like uh, I was sitting on BART or I was sitting on the plane and people that had their phones out or things like that, your your eye is drawn to it even if you don't intend to be. I was just sitting there and I wanted to just relax. And, you know, I'm looking at what people are texting and I'm looking at their Snapchats and things like that just because it's there. And that's that's even for the people that are actual human beings and do things that, that like turn off their sound as opposed to the animals that are out there that leave their phones on high volume so you hear bing! the whole time i know people that leave the sound on on their phones and their computers for notifications when you're in public oh, you, even you, at, even at home <laughs> even at home even turn at home. that shit off i don't care if you got a got a facebook message or somebody i would you <laughs> i don't care uh, it's just the the obliviousness and and just the i'm the only person in the world that matters attitude that that engenders I, sitting at the airport there was a guy whose phone I mean, the volume level on the notifications was so loud, it distorted coming out of the phone. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. And I'm just like, you can hear that from the other terminal guy. T- fucking turn it off. Jesus. Yeah, I had a friend that like almost got in a fist fight on a plane because somebody's kid left their iPad like on full volume and was playing games or watching movies or something. <laughs> it was... It's not a good thing. Turn that shit off. Buy some headphones. That's what they're for. They, they come with headphones. They're free. Shove them in your goddamn ear holes. They're free, just like the U2 album. Put on the headphones and listen to the damn album. God. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've been, uh, I got a little upset about social media this week, too. As I'm not upset. As but, you do every week. As I do okay. every week. But I, I want to make a modest proposal for something that I'd like to refer to as category-based filtering. Now, this is mostly probably for Facebook. I, I don't see a way that you could really do it. Which, well, sure, you could do it on Twitter as well. But wouldn't it be wonderful if posts could be tagged with categories and we could ignore certain types? Because there are people out there who I do want to see their updates about their, their normal life or, or whatever. But I don't want to see the endless pimping of the new job that they got or whatever. So I want to respectfully suggest a couple categories like wacky shit my pets do. You could tag your post with that, so and I can set to ignore all of those, so I never see a picture of your puppy, because I like you, I just don't care much for your puppy. Um, I just got a new job, and my boss wants me to pimp it endlessly, so I don't have to see the new updates for the new Botox place that you work at. I can just see <laughs> your posts. Or, that, would, that, that would actually be my job at Warner Brothers Records. <laughs> That's all well, they wanted me to do. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. I can always tell when somebody gets a new job, and they're working for one of these uh, socially forward companies because then it just becomes hey check out this album hey check out this hey check out that uh, yeah especially if you walk in the door with more followers than they have <laughs> then they're like ooh, their eyes get big they're like a wolf in the old cartoons they're like hey, give me give me your followers <laughs> yeah a side note on that i always thought it was hilarious that record labels thought that they should get traffic and followers i'm like you're a collection of bands that make no sense nobody is interested in you as a product they are interested in the bands that you may have but not all of them so nobody really cares about your label Twitter. Anyways. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the last category I wanted to suggest is, of course, the another photo of my cute kid. I would like to throw in a couple categories here. Okay. Why I should eat vegan. <laughs> I have been getting a lot of those. Or paleo, the, the exact opposite. Yep. Yeah. And, and anything – they should just you know anything, categorize it as sandwich or food or something. Anything that has to do with what goes down your pie hole, I don't want. The, yeah, the hey, well, kind, what should go down mine? The humble braggy, I'm doing this slash you should as well. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, any animal cruelty whatsoever. Yeah. No, I agree with Sorry. that. Sorry. I agree with all those categories. And before, yes. you know, if everybody's thinking that we're just picking on them, I would even do it on my own Facebook. So, you know, the I've got a podcast and won't you please, God, please listen to it. <laughs> you'd, you'd be able to filter out those posts for me as well. <laughs> I, I, I wholly agree with your, your filtering idea. It will never happen. No. But I'd like to. <laughs> so I saw another article from um, our buddy Rowan from Budified 2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a great little article on how technology is should be how it's basically broken and needs to be redesigned. Instead of retreating from technology, we should just have like a fundamental redesign mm-hmm. of a lot of core technologies. It's a it's a really fun read. It's it's actually on a, a talk that he gave, and hopefully by the time this goes up, he'll have the video up and we can put it in. I'd love to get this guy on the show sometime. Yeah, I still I still use my Budify. I love it, and he's a smart dude. I definitely uh, dig this article. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a fan as well. I really enjoyed the article, and I think you know uh, it's it's he's got he's got a great point. Uh, it's well thought out, and I'd love to see something like this happen. It won't, but I'd love to see something like this happen. I'm still using uh, Budify as well. Not as much because I've been super angry recently, so i got to crank that back up because it did keep me relaxed. Um, yeah, really great article. I highly recommend everybody read it. Yeah, he's got, I mean, just even as, if you go through and just scan his slides because, you know, nobody reads. But it's, it's short. <laughs> it's short. Check it out. Now, I, I want to do a final wrap-up on that experiment I did uh, about a month ago, a month and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. It, it's been over for two weeks. Okay. I did my 30 days of silence. Basically, I didn't share anything. I, I, I read on Facebook and Twitter and Google+. Yes, okay. I still use Google+. Somebody has to. And, well, the nice thing about Google+, is it's just all photos. The only thing that I shared was things that I created, not, you know – Whippy thoughts or there were no thoughts. It was, <laughs> hey, I did this thing or I made this thing. Go check it out. Here's a link. That's it. Right. Man, was it nice. It yeah. was so nice because it forced me every time I was going to say, God damn stupid thing. I'm like, oh, can't do it. Not allowed. Yeah. And I just took it, took a deep, you know, took a deep breath and then just was able to think about things a little deeper. It, it was fun. I recommend everybody try it, even for a week. You'll see see how it changes you. You don't just spurt off this, you know, mouth diarrhea or brain diarrhea for 140 characters, and it kind of makes you a little nicer. Yeah, I think I've got to try this. Uh, I, I've as oh, you, were, you definitely have. Oh, to. I definitely have to because 99 percent of my social media updates are me being snarky about something. So maybe I'll be happier. And I also actually in uh, in. Basically, following up to the Apple not getting the phone, I actually added the word Apple to my Twitter mute list. <laughs> I still have iPhone and iOS. You know, I still get all that stuff. But just the words, the word Apple gets rid of so much crap that people just say, Apple did this wrong. Apple did this. This, You know, all of the speculative bullshit that people post is just gone. It's great. So I recommend adding Apple. I keep the iOS stuff because, you know, somebody posts tips and tricks or links to things that I find interesting. But I just find that the word Apple cuts through so much noise. Give it a shot. Comment of the week. Our Ask a Geek question this week comes from my buddy Thomas Knoll. From, uh, he runs a company called Prime Loop. Check him out. The link for them will be in the show notes. Thomas's question is, now that Twitter is just going to become another Facebook with quote-unquote optimized feeds and 100% focus on advertising, is there room for something like Elo.com to actually fill the gap? I had, e- Hello? 
Hello. Hello. I had not heard of Elo.com, so I went to it, and apparently it's nutritional products. No, it's actually uh, Elo.co, yeah. I believe. Yes. So then I Googled Elo, and then I got to Elo.co, um, which is a very poorly designed attempt at some sort of social media thing. Uh, it's, it's very hipstery, using yeah. – uh, Using the typewriter font for most of it, yes. which, which we gave up on in 1997. Yeah. Uh, my, Retro. Let's see. Uh, my short answer is no, or to do it in the style of internet headlines, as you always point out, Jason. If the, if the headline is a question, the answer is no. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't think that LO is going to take it over. I think the, the, there's still critical mass issues at play, and we haven't dealt with critical mass to this level before, I don't think, that, that both Twitter and Facebook have. Uh, it's going to take an awful lot to get people off. The problem isn't uh, it's it's never the medium itself. It's it's if you if you're farting in the wind if you go to another service, you have to get all of your people to go with you, or you have to get the most important people, or that yes, you know, and then it'll go. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be lo dot com because I don't like their business model. I had seen it before. Sean Bonner was posting some links, and a couple of my other friends had invites that you could get to because mm. uh, it's you know once you once you're in the club, then you get a few invites to send out, like everything nowadays. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I think something will eventually tip the balance. Um, I yeah, definitely don't think it's going to be LO. Uh, it's going to be something I think we've never seen. Yeah, I agree. Something that's going to be that's going to come out of left field. That's going to have been brewing for a couple years. You know, just off to the side, slow roll. Like, look at Pinterest. Pinterest was around for years before it popped. Yeah. And I think to replace something like Facebook or Twitter, it's going to need that same kind of like just ground shift and just a new type of communication. Right now, everybody is derivative of everybody else. That's the big problem. Yeah. I mean, Yo, Yo might just keep adding features and who knows? <laughs> We'll get we'll get a couple more letters out of them, and we'll go for that. But I mean, if you look at things like you know Friendster and MySpace, everybody gets supplanted at some point. The, everything is cyclical. Yes, we haven't seen this kind of uh, mass usage of services like yeah. this before because every day there's more people online, and when they get there, they just go there. Yeah. Look at AOL. You know, when in the old days, AOL was the only thing. Then the internet happened, and AOL was you know. Put out the pasture. Something else will come along. I think it's going to be at least about three or four years. But my gut's telling me something will come along. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be something that people just say, here's a Twitter replacement. I, I think, I don't, And I don't think that it's anything that's out there right now. This will be something new or something that we haven't even heard of. It's so, like, way in the background at the moment. In the news. Add one to the Deadpool. Macworld is no longer in print. Really? Yep. They're shutting it down and going online only. Well, makes sense. But uh, I used to actually pick that up occasionally when I was standing at an airport. Yeah, PC World did this uh, about a year ago, I think. They're, they've been gone for a while. I honestly didn't remember Macworld still being in print. I haven't <laughs> picked up a Macintosh magazine in 15 years. So right. Yeah. I am part of the problem, not part of the solution. <laughs> <laughs> well, and continuing death, Apple has finally killed off the old iPod. I know. This makes me sad. It makes me sad, too, because there was the one thing about the iPod that was great, which was the storage capacity. Storage capacity, and you were the only one that put your shit on it. Nobody else could. Exactly. <laughs> it was not network-enabled, and nobody could touch it but you. It was your own little private Idaho. Yeah, I, I love that damn thing. I still have one sitting around somewhere. 
We've got a couple classics here around the house, and I wish they would have said that they were going going to kill them because I'd have picked up one or two of them just for nostalgia, just to have in the box, you know? Well, there's going to be a big secondary market on eBay, I'm sure. I know, but I don't want to pay, you know, rapey prices. <laughs> well, wait a couple weeks. It'll chill out. So Facebook had some news this week. They uh, they launched a an open source initiative called uh, called To Do mm-hmm. Talk Openly, Develop Openly, <laughs> and and Share Openly because our privacy sucks. But Facebook's so, entire thing is to don't. <laughs> so and they've got a bunch of members on on there already: Box, Dropbox, GitHub, Google, Khan Academy, Stripe, Square, Twitter, and uh, surprisingly, Walmart Labs. Okay. I had a friend that worked at Walmart online. He said it was uh, interesting. They were they were forward thinkers over at Walmart. Oh, who knew? They also released a new router, which is very interesting. This is a it's for routing requests to basically farms of memcache servers. And memcache is uh, it's a protocol that lets you store things in RAM, so yep. you don't have to hit the database. Yep. It was actually invented by LiveJournal, if you can believe it. Back in the day. Wow. Well, makes sense actually. <laughs> And the thing about this, though, it's called the MC router or the Mick router. So <laughs> cue the lawsuits. That's awesome. I love that. So uh, in other news, uh, Germany. I've, I've been a big fan of Germany the past couple months because uh, they just seem to be the most progressive government on the planet in terms of dealing with tech privacy and regulatory issues. They uh, stopped Uber a few weeks ago and basically said no Uber in Germany. And uh, now they've gone to Google and said, hey. Give us your secret search algorithm because we want to know what the hell's going on. <laughs> never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But hey, I'm, I'm giving the country, the whole, entire country, props for for saying we we prefer to know what 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 you're doing here. Why don't you Why don't you let us know? Wasn't Germany the one that went after them for the Street View? Yes, collecting all the Wi-Fi yes. info. Yes, Germany yeah. said Germany said that you can't do that either. Uh, they're being very very progressive about human rights in the in this tech age where nobody seems to give a shit. So go Germany. And it's interesting because I they, I think they got to know that Google's never going to give that up. So this could just be a a way for their lawyers to get something else out of Google, say think, as a concession. I you know, think it's so like, too. It's, it's yeah. let, let's shoot. You know, let's swing big and hope we get a double. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And not that Germany plays baseball, but yeah. should have been a soccer analogy. But you know, I couldn't come up with one. <laughs> Uh, news from Microsoft. Microsoft is building a mobile keyboard for iOS, Android, and Windows. So uh, it'll work on all three. It's a Bluetooth keyboard. Bluetooth yeah. keyboards work on all of them already. So <laughs> It's a very nice-looking one, though. And I, and I don't really expect nice-looking functions from, from Microsoft. <laughs> now, here's where I, I disagree. Microsoft hardware in the old days, keyboards and mice mm-hmm. were my favorites. I would always throw away my Apple mice and get a, get a Microsoft mouse. Yeah. And this keyboard actually looks pretty solid. The only problem I have with this article is it's like, well, there's no trackpad. Well, duh, it's because you're attaching it to a touch device that doesn't have any kind of SDK for mouse interaction. Exactly. You have a finger. That's what your finger's for. The Surface doesn't come with a trackpad. You know, it comes with a finger. <laughs> your finger. So I give it the finger. Yeah. But I, I'm going to check it out, that. though. Yeah, it looks really nice. I, it really does. I might grab something like that just to have in the backpack when traveling. Yeah, I tried using the standard Bluetooth keyboard that I use on my my laptop, you know, mm-hmm. f- for my iPad, and it's just too big. So hopefully this is smaller, more compact, but yeah. has the good feel to it. It looks like it's going to be solid. Yeah, it does look solid. And it's 80 bucks For that, I'll, I'll go to the store and try it before I buy it. Oh, totally, yeah. 
So, and Facebook is coming out with another app that is uh, being what they call dog fooded, which is a <laughs> I've never I've never heard that term before, and it's absolutely horrible. I think we need to ban that immediately, people. Well, the thing is, we used to use it like ten years ago. Like, yeah, we're dog fooding this one. We're just using it to see if it works, and we stopped using it because it is such a horrible term. <laughs> Nobody wants to eat dog food. Yeah, and it, uh, this is called Moments, a super private sharing app. Now, this is Facebook. <laughs> Outside of the fact that we have a bunch of these apps already that we know aren't that private. The thing that Facebook is banking on is they've got your social graph, another term that should be shot in the head and taken out back and buried. <laughs> but they've got, they've got your graph. So for them, it's easy to build these things where they say, okay, bring this group of people with me, bring this group of people with me. That's why you can't have – that's why they, or they stopped sharing your graph with – other people like Twitter and you know Google, you can't get your graph information out of Facebook anymore because that's their that's one of their keys to retention. Yeah. So they can try this stuff, but I wouldn't use it. I mean, hell, I I only have to use Messenger when I know that I'm going to be talking to somebody like at Riot Fest, and then I delete it. It's just <laughs> you know, in this one, I'll never install. Uh, I, this one may never even see the light of day. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I'm not surprised at all that they're pursuing this sort of avenue because they're losing market share to Snapchats and, and things like that. So why not have something very similar? Uh, what was the name of that uh, photo app from Facebook that we installed and tried out and then just kind of slowly died? Oh, I, I, can't even, I can't even remember. Can't it was, even remember. It was so short-lived. It lasted on my phone for about seven minutes. Yeah. So this is just – if this even sees the light of day, I see it going the same way as that. Um, uh, you know, props to Facebook for playing around though. I love the fact that they actually do this in the company and they just kind of let people develop a concept and play around and build out an app and you know, use it internally and see what sticks. I got an idea, though. Mm -hmm. Why don't they put some of this brain trust on making their app actually work, their flagship app, <laughs> which is the biggest piece of shit in the app store, on any app store? It is, it is horrible. It's a battery drain. It's clunky. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but since I updated to iOS 8 yesterday uh, and then the 27 app updates that I had to download this morning, including one for Facebook, uh, Facebook is crashing basically one out of every 10 launches for me now. Yeah, I don't, I don't use it. Yeah. So well, I, had, I had it on there and I forgot to delete it. So when I turned it on, it did have a really nice uh, explanation of the privacy settings in iOS 8. Mm -hmm. And now you can actually set – instead of, it used to just be on or off, but now it can be on, off, or when the app is open right. for, for getting location data. Yeah. And I didn't actually know that until I saw it in the Facebook app, which I then promptly deleted. <laughs> Security. Ha. Huh. This week in Android, which will be our new segment, a major, major bug has been found in one of the built-in browsers that comes with the older versions, which can affect up to three quarters of Android phones. Which is quite a lot. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of Android phones out there. Yeah, it basically lets you side skirt the uh, same domain issues when loading JavaScript. So I can put an iframe in a page that can load JavaScript from another site that they can then have access to another site. So I can put... My web page that has an iframe that goes to, say, eBay, and I can get your eBay login credentials or your, your you know, secure login cookie, pull that back and then use that cookie to log in to your site. It's a, it's a kind of a fuster cluck. <laughs> and the Sophos Chet Chat podcast, which I, which I really dig, I listen to every week, they have a, a great fix for it, which is disable the browser that came with your Android phone and go download a different one. <laughs> That's about it. 
<laughs> yeah, that'll do. So I don't know. I, I'm surprised at this. Uh, I'm sure they'll fix it. Uh, Android has actually been relatively quick about these sorts of things, but uh, it's it's bad. Well, the, oh, there the, is the, a fix, yeah. <laughs> but the issue is that you can't. A lot of these phones can't get updated fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all because of the version skew and the carriers, and that's always the big problem with Android is the fact that it's so broken apart and it's, fractured. It's and, very convoluted. So now on Apple security news, <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh at me for that. <laughs> yes. On iOS 8, they mm-hmm. no longer have the keys to the castle for you. So if law enforcement goes to them and says, hey, I need to get the data off this phone, please give me the, the encryption key so I can decrypt what's on the phone – they can't. Good. Not, not anymore. It's like, oh, sorry, guys. Uh, we can't do that for you. That go, is, fuck, go fuck yourself. That is a very good move, and I, I, I hope that that is a precedent that takes hold. Now, if you store things on iCloud or use them for storage of anything, they are still required by law to give that up. So yeah. don't use iCloud. Exactly. If you don't want, if you don't want John Q. Law to get uh, getting a hold of it, you know. Well, so, uh, the grumpy old geeks since day one have been saying the iCloud or any cloud is probably not a good idea for sensitive data. Absolutely not. And I'm going to put a link to the uh, Apple's legal process guidelines for U.S. law enforcement in the show notes because it was an interesting read. They definitely are very uh, combative against law enforcement in some cases. The, the the process you have to go through to get your subpoenas to Apple is fairly you know strict and they – require at least 10 days unless there is a uh, an imminent threat to life yes life or bodily injury yeah so, so. I, I i fully support this this is good now i want to talk about the story that never was this, this is will be, this will be a quickie <laughs> this, this one just cracked me up because this is uh, the 24 hour on always on news cycle in effect yes the headline comcast declares war on tour question mark uh, no. <laughs> it, yep. The answer to that one is no. Comcast came out the next day saying uh, this is bullshit. Yeah. That was it. That, and the entire I never story. saw I never saw another article about it after that. So yeah, that was it. Uh, I mean, this was a story that was would have been really, really, really interesting, but it's not really a story because it never happened. Exactly. So <laughs> we just wanted to touch on it because it was out there, mm-hmm. and uh, the the other interesting one was the Fed's. When they were trying to get data out of Yahoo for Prism, mm-hmm. basically threatened them with a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar a day fine for not complying. Right, which is you know a little strong arm. It's a little strong arm, but uh, not terribly surprising. Hit them where it hurts with the money. Uh, props to Yahoo for not doing it originally. They, yeah, they fought as long as they could, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't have two hundred fifty thousand dollars." <laughs> yeah, we've we've screwed up everything. We don't have any money. <laughs> well, they had the big stake in Alibaba, so they're. <laughs> flush. Right. Uh, the FBI just finished building its facial recognition system, and that is the headline, but the actual headline should have been just implemented and deployed its facial recognition system. It didn't just finish building it. Uh, this is a, it's called the Interstate Photo System, or IPS. Um, and it's an image searching capability of photographs associated with criminal identities, which is nice in theory, except for the fact that they also pulled in about 52 million faces in total, of which a lot of them are not not bad people. They're not criminals. They're not anything. They're just uh, non-criminal faces pulled in from employment records or background check databases. And it's got a really dismal hit rate. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not good. So, but uh, they they say that there are a lot of uh, checks and controls built in, so that you know if you get a hit right away, they don't exactly show up at the door, guns blazing, with their massive amounts of of war equipment that they all have now. But if you're in Nepal and you're a pedophile, watch out. Yeah, they will get you. <laughs> Uh, the last one I saw is in the Washington Post. Uh, for sale, systems that can secretly track where cell phone users go around the globe. This one is – it's taking big data, mm-hmm. buying, buying data from the cell phone companies and you know just sniffing all those secret boxes you see on the street to just ping all these cell phones, putting it all into a package and selling it. Right. And, and anybody can buy it. Yeah. If you've got enough money, you can buy it. And mm-hmm. then you can track everybody. Of course, most people have their phones set to a setting where you can track them where they are anyways all the time. This uh, is true. But for the people that are smart enough to turn it off and don't want to be found, you can now find them as well. Yep. Get your Faraday cages out, kiddies. At the library. We talked a bit last week about uh, the awesomely cool promo site that you had found for James Frey's new book. Uh, ran across an article uh, in the Chicago Tribune. James Frey, first a liar, now a copycat. So <laughs> apparently okay. this guy has gotten a hold of at least the, the, the one-sheeter for the new book, and it's basically a ripoff of all these sort of young adult things that are out there at the moment. Uh, and he just basically says James Frey is an idiot who's rewritten The Hunger Games after he was the liar that sold a bunch of books. Which is funny because The Hunger Games was a ripoff too. So yes. it's, we've, got, we've gotten to the meta ripoff yes. you know, singularity now. Yeah, everybody's ripping everybody off. We've ripped off the ripoff of the ripoff of the ripoff. So there you go. But uh, the one bit of information that I wasn't aware of until I read this article is that James Frey's new book is going to be a young adult novel. Uh, I may have potentially read it at one point if people told me it was interesting, but now I'm definitely not going to because I just can't deal with any more young adult books. Uh, I have issues with young adult novels. I, I just, uh, when I was a young adult, I didn't read young adult novels. I read big boy books. Um, I think the whole young adult tag is just a, is just a way to mask crappy writing. And uh, to talk about that a little bit, I just finished reading a book called Mind's Eye by Douglas E. Richards. We've talked about Douglas Richards on the podcast before because he had a series of books. Uh, the first one was called Wired, and then the follow-up was called Amped that I actually really enjoyed. Um, even then, I thought the writing was meh, but I was like, this guy's got potential, um, and the concepts were great. And Mind's Eye was written uh, post those books, and uh, it's rare to see an author actually get worse with subsequent efforts. Uh, this, I, this book was bad. There's just no way around it. <laughs> just flat out bad. It was just bad. I, the, the idea, great. I mean, fantastic concept, and I'm not going to get too into it, but it's great, real, near-future ideas in it. But the writing is so horrific. Everything is projected so far ahead of time. The love story is sophomorically presented. It was actually excruciating. I, the, the writing about the way that he, the way he wrote these two characters' feelings for each other and how they longingly glanced at each other from across the room but still secretly knew what each other was thinking – Horrible. I wanted to fucking <laughs> I was like nobody not no young adult would even think this was good. This was not, by the way, a young adult novel. One of the things I found out after I finished reading it and I was like, what happened to this guy? is I went and I, I Googled him 
And after Wired and Amped, he discovered that he could make a lot more money writing, writing young adult novels and is probably more geared to it because his writing is so bad. So he did a whole bunch of young adult novels in between uh, these, and he tried to step back into writing a big boy book and a big girl book uh, with Mind's Eye and failed miserably because it's just bad. <laughs> now, I, I, as far as the young adult stuff goes mm-hmm. – there are a couple young adult novels that I actually liked, but they were written by people who kind of know how to write. Yeah. Cory Doctorow's Little Brother, mm-hmm. young adult novel. Yeah. You know, pushing young adult novel because there is sex in it, which right. is, you know. Well, I and, mean, uh, I would even say the Hunger Games series. Those those were fine. I read all of them. They were great. Yeah, except the last two books were shit. Well, yeah, she tried they, to do big ideas there. That didn't work. Fortunately, they fixed that in post in the movie. The movies are getting better as they go. Um, and Neil Gaiman did a couple of young adult novels, and it's Neil Gaiman, you know? Yeah. He takes a dump in the morning, and it's a bestseller. Uh, <laughs> I really like I, – but I just like his books a lot. So no, there, I mean, there are cases for it. When, when real authors who really know what they're doing uh, write something geared towards young adults, yeah, that's fine. But uh, you know what I'm talking about in terms of you know, kind of the, just the generic uh, young adult just masks crappy writing. So Fifty Shades of Grey as young adult? Uh, basically. <laughs> I mean, Da Vinci Code, I would even put in the same category. I oh, mean, Jesus, the, what a terrible book. Those books are horrific. They're horrifically written. And I, 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 I mean, I'm really sorry, Mr. Richards. I, I, I loved Wired and Amped. And Mind's Eye, again, you, you've got the ideas. It's just you're writing. Oh, God, you're writing. Software, apps, and gadgets. So there's a new app out this week called Tiny, T-I-I-N-Y. It's from Kevin Rose's new company. And all it is is a little app that lets you take pictures. Okay. And, and they're tiny. You can't do anything with them. You can do, you can do photos or video, little looping videos and whatnot. Right. And it's getting a little bit of tra- traction. Tony Hawk's on there and, of course, Ashton Kutcher. Of course. You know, they're all yeah. buddies. Yeah. And I tried it out. You know, I gave it a whirl. And that's all it is. Honestly, and the photos all delete after 24 hours. Uh huh. Now, there's another app that does almost exactly the same thing <laughs> called, uh, I believe it's called Cap. Exactly the same thing, grid, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so TechCrunch picked up on this, and there's an article called A Tale of Two Apps. And these things are, they're I- almost identical, but they're also by buddies. It's like Danny Tren and Kevin Rose. They know each other. They talk to each other. Kevin gives him ideas. He gives Kevin ideas. And they just ended up making the same damn app. (laughs) It's like, come on, guys. Seriously, try a little harder. Yeah. Well, I've made a big experiment with apps this week because, you know, as throughout this podcast, it was always kind of a joke that I never downloaded apps and you always did. And you've kind of stopped as well because we both realized it's a bit useless. Uh, I went through the top Apple free charts and, and tried to find two apps that I didn't have or hadn't ever used before and downloaded them and figured I'll load them once a day throughout the week and, and see what's going on. So I tried this out and uh, I downloaded Yik Yak first, which is uh, – let me – Read the little description here. Yik Yak acts like a local bulletin board for your area by showing the most recent posts from other users around you. It allows anyone to connect and share information with others without having to know them. Uh, interesting enough concept, kind of local area, just blasting of. It's like, like kind of like like a local localized Craigslist. Yeah, like a localized Craigslist or something like that. Um, so I've loaded it once a day just to kind of read what's going on, and uh, this literally makes me weep for the future. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let me, let me load it right now. No glove, no love. Fuck watermelon. Where's the sour apple? All the Swedish girls at SMC be looking bomb. 
Uh, haven't had sex since May, and I promise I'm not ugly. I'm just li- I'm just in sober living. Late night math class with the girl with no bra. This is it. I, <laughs> okay, that, I got it. I yeah, got it. Uh, I don't. This completely and utterly useless and stupid. <laughs> so. I tried. I tried it a long time ago, and it was just a wasteland. There was nobody there yet, so yeah. it sounds like it's picked up a bit, but in the the direction that I, I'm kind of glad I deleted it when I did. It's yeah. It's uh, I mean, a lot of these. Uh, the other app I got was Kick because I've actually heard a little bit about Kick, and I thought I'd try that out as well. Uh, both of these apps and and all of these kind of newfangled things that allow you to communicate with other people that. Uh, nobody's ever heard of seem to be exclusively used by college kids or younger kids. Nobody our age and kick seems to be no uh, exception to that rule. Let's see. Uh, let's read the description for this one. 150 million people love kick. Only kick lets you connect with all your friends, no matter how you meet them at school on your favorite social app or in an online game. Just ask them what's your kick. So I launched this once. And then I did it again earlier today. Apparently, this is only useful if you actually know someone else on it. And as I don't interact socially with under 20-year-olds, I don't. So I've not used it at all. Also, I'm not entirely sure how only Kick lets you connect with all your friends as you can tell them your contact info on any messaging system, not just yeah. Kick. <laughs> so does email, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, so I, the claim that only Kick lets you do this is a complete and utter load of shit. <laughs> nah, it's a, this is a, you know... Uh, it's a clone. It's a clone of all these other ones. They're all, like I said before, you know, everybody's got had the the one idea. Let's be able yeah. to communicate. Okay, well, let's communicate. Blah blah blah. Yeah. This is just another channel, and it's kind of useless. Yes. So Kick and Yik Yak are going. Actually, I might leave Yik Yak on because I have to say I've gotten a chuckle out of loading it every day. Yeah. If you're not talking to children, which you shouldn't be because it's bad, then <laughs> uh, dump Kick. But you know, going back to my other point, it's. We need something that's new. This is all just rehashing the same shit over and over and over again. It's so easy to build this kind of stuff yeah. that everybody can do it. You know, you yeah. get a Linda dot com course on basic database and networking, and boom, you're done. I yeah. don't know. Yep. yep. So, but but I applaud your science for actually going out and getting some apps and trying them. I, I will. Good, good I will. For you. I will do it again. Maybe. Well, not next week because I'm a little burned out on it. But every other week, I'm going to go ahead and go in and try this out and try out some of the the funky new things that are popular with the kids. So last night, once I got my iPad, because I waited to get my iPad up to iOS eight, I got I have like a swanky Air, like loaded. And I grabbed all of the games in the new metal, quote unquote, metal section. Not heavy metal, unfortunately. There was no, no Judas, Judas Priest or Iron Maiden apps. Damn. It was just games. And okay. I got to say, they are pretty. They are very, very pretty. They do a good job with it. The thing is, it's like, you know, these are launch games, so they're not that deep. Everything's built with uh, in app purchase. So I skipped. Most, I mean, I played it. I played each one for like five or so minutes. The driving one's really good. It's pretty. It's hard to control. But like I said, as far as the technology goes, I think it's a huge leap forward. And it is on my air. It is gorgeous and fast. Nice. Yeah, I haven't tried any on the phone because why would you play a game on the phone when you got the big old screen? Now, let me ask a quick question. Uh, I think I already know the answer to this, but in all the, the hoopla surrounding the Apple announcement, is there any rumors, word, et cetera, about iPads and the next gen? Not that I've heard. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either because I've really been considering doing an upgrade because I've just got a, I've got an iPad 2 and an iPad mini um, and, an, and an old yeah, no, those are the only two I have. To, I was like, what else do I have? Nope, that's it. Uh, and I've been thinking about getting an Air, but I was like, hmm, there's something new coming. Yeah, I would, I would actually hold off till the spring. Okay, good idea. 
yeah, just just, just keep that on safe. the back burner. Yeah, if it's not if it's not a pressing need, no, not keep at it all. off to the spring because I tell you what, the air that I've got is amazing. Mm-hmm. I got the Verizon, you know, four yeah, yeah. G LTE uh, iPad Air loaded. It is sweet. I, I see no reason to upgrade that, and I most of the time I even take the cover off because it's so light. <laughs> but I would wait, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to hold off on it. Moron of the week. I double down on morons again because I just can't seem to help myself. Plus, there's just a lot of stupid people out there. So, first moron of the week: Urban Outfitters. This one was bad. This one was really bad, and I, I okay. I don't know. I think we need to get a little little quick history lesson. Yeah, a little quick history. In 1970, there was something called the Kent State Massacre that left four people dead, and a lot of people got shot on the grounds of Kent State. Not good. And some idiot decided to design a bloodstained T-shirt that says Kent State University, and they sold it at Urban Outfitters. Yeah, their Urban Outfitters, they're... Their excuse was, no, this is what it looks like after it's been aged for all this time. It's a, it was a real sweatshirt, and this is what it looks like after all the red has run out. Well, Which, okay, yeah, it looks vaguely like a tie-dyed red t-shirt, except there are very obvious <laughs> bloodstains. I mean, it, it looks uh, – link is in the show notes. Go look at it. They are bloodstains. Yeah. This was just ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, get it or regret it, read the description for the vintage one-of-a-kind Kent State sweatshirt sold by Urban Outfitters for $129, by the way, (laughs) which is ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, they quickly had to issue an apology. And um, you guys, goddamn. I mean, I really do start to wonder, are these done on purpose at this point just to get the attention? I told you told you the conversation I had with the SEO guy. They it's manufactured outrage yep. to get the page views. If your page views are going down, you're going to get a ton of inbound links that are going to last way after the outrage dies down, and your SEO is going to go up. Yep. So, I I don't put it past anybody, especially that anybody that's selling something to do this kind of shit. Yeah, it's, I it's, mean, especially after the, the yeah the Jewish pajamas or whatever the concentration <laughs> camp pajamas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, God damn people, just smarten up and let's let's have a better society. This is why we can't have nice things. It really is. All right, let's okay. let's move on to the second moron, uh, Robin Thicke, who I thought was a moron before, um, but he's definitely a moron now. Uh, he's had a busy week in the news. Uh, his big hit, Blurred Lines, was that the hit of the summer last summer? I believe it's been a year, right? I, I don't even. I don't listen to the radio. Well, that was a song you couldn't get away from at all. It was everywhere. About Blurred Lines specifically, uh, there was a case being made, I believe, by the Marvin Gaye estate that the song was a blatant ripoff of one of his tracks. So that's in the courts right now, and. He he had to go and uh, and go talk to people, and he said <laughs> instead of like uh, instead of basically just uh, copping to it or whatever, he decided he uh, didn't actually write the song. He threw Farrell under the bus. He said he was high on Vicodin the entire time. He only wanted to take uh, songwriting credit because he wanted to look good, and et cetera, et cetera. Oh my God, this story is just. Anyways. <laughs> I start to get like really depressed halfway through talking about these things, and then I can tell you got a little tongue tied. I thought maybe you were knocking some Vicodin back. No, I just started to get really depressed. (laughs) Anyways, go read about it. He's an idiot. The web's not dead. I'm starting to feel a little sad, Jason. Make me happy. I will make you very happy. I don't generally buy things from ThinkGeek anymore because they've also hit critical mass and everybody has their stuff. Yeah, I, I used I, to be able to wear I, their shirts out and like fellow geeks would see it and like I'd get a wink and a nod, you know. And 
I spent an obscene amount of money with them like 10 years ago. They were awesome. But yeah, you're right. Everybody has their gear now. Now, there's one that I might have to flip on. The Battlestar Galactica bomber jacket. This is a cool-ass looking jacket. It is beautiful. It is really cool. And it's, it's 230 bucks, which is you know, a decent price for a good bomber jacket. Yeah, and I, this is a bomber jacket that not only would I wear you know, for Halloween, because I think that would be an awesome outfit to wear, but I would wear this regularly. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's officially licensed, you know, and it's, it's a replica of one of the jackets that Apollo wore. So you, know, you, you, you might not be able to forgive the ending, but they did have cool outfits. You got to give them that. Yeah, I, no, you know, I've gotten over my rage at the the last episode, and I'm still able to say that it is one of the best uh, TV shows that's ever aired. It really Ab- is. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of the best, better jackets I've ever seen. So. It, it is beautiful. Are you kidding me? This is one of those. I saw this fact, and I was like, "That is awesome." A typical microwave oven often uses more electricity keeping its digital clock on standby than it does heating food. Now, at first I was like, ooh, really? Does it really take that little energy to create all those microwaves that heat everything up? No, it's a, it's a factored over time sort of thing. Uh, because your clock is always on and you're not always microwaving. Exactly. So you actually rarely use the, the microwave for its actual function, but it is constantly drawing power for its little clock. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. In related news, I just got a new microwave. It came pre-programmed with U2's favorite recipes. We're here all week, folks. Try the veal. Stop. (laughs) Just stop. (laughs) Closing shout-outs. I want to give a heartfelt shout-out to all the folks that heard me be a bit downcast about my whole Among Us experience last week and reached out to me on Twitter and a few other vaguely stalkerish ways and told me how much they enjoyed the music. Uh, Thank you very much. It really did mean a lot. Now, get off my lawn. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of music, I did survive Riot Fest. Good. Uh, what, and, the, and The Cure? The Cure was amazing. It was uh, the, the single best live show I've ever seen. Yes, so they are stunning. Correct. Stunning, stunning live. The, I mean, I had to skip one day because the rain and the mud killed my ankle. So I, I missed my second day, which had most of my bands that I wanted to see. But I did stick it out for The Cure. <laughs> so, you know, props to Riot Fest. It was a fun show. It was, I, I don't think I'm ever going back because I, now I know why I haven't gone to music festivals my entire life. Because there are way too many people and way too many stupid people. Yes. But the music was fantastic. Awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I also want to shout out to uh, Dr. David Teeter and Chen for hosting me up in San Fran last weekend. It was a blast. Uh, thank you very much. And I'm glad you didn't like, you know, crap in their Cheerios because I'll be there tomorrow. I did not. <laughs> I think they're still accepting guests of the Grumpy Old Geek variety. Excellent. And I'm going to be cruising around San Francisco probably Friday night, the night that this show comes out. So keep an eye on my Twitter if you'd uh, like some heads up and maybe come grab a drink. We'll be hitting some dive bars in the Tenderloin, I'm sure. Yes, now that you're sharing again on Twitter, you'll be able to find yes. out where Jason is. But we will be in the Tenderloin, so it's bring your own weapon. <laughs> and uh, I do want to give a final shout-out to us, the Grumpy Old Geeks. Yay! If, if you uh, like the show and would like to help us keep the lights on, uh, pop over to GrumpyOldGeeks.com and click the little donate button in the upper right and uh, throw us a few shekels if you don't mind. It's, it's you know, not putting any pressure on you, but if you want to, feel free. It makes us happy. We got, we got bills to pay. And, uh, you know, we like doing the show. Absolutely. All right, man. I will catch you next week. Talk to you next week, man. Enjoy San Fran. I will. Try not to disrupt anything. 
music for Grumpy Old Geeks is provided by Among Us. Check them out at iTunes, where you will not get a free version, but you will have to pay for it. We are hosted by Libsyn. Use the coupon code GOG while signing up and receive two months free. Well, up to two months free. Keep up with us at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrumpyOldGeeks. On Twitter, we're at twitter.com slash GOG podcast, or simply email us at podcast at grumpyoldgeeks.com. You can also get our iPhone app at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iPhone. Show notes for this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 76. Yik yak paddywhack. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida. Powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to 1 gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.